five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the voice that comes to you each and every week through your auditory channels, and now as well live here on Twitch and a variety of other broadcasting platforms. So again, for those of you who have Prime subs, drop them right now, all those bits. Like, there was someone offering up bits today in Titans Court. I hope we see all of them, uh, but I am joined virtually by uh, Alex at Omni Strife, as well as Sam at Another Sam Chan, also known as L is for Lessons. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. We're learning so much. Yeah. I mean, there's L for Lessons, and then we've got Omni here, who is kind of looking down, a little depressed. I, I can't yeah. quite put my finger on it. So what, what's, what are you talking about? You're you're devoid of color, my good friend. What is color? Mm. What color is it? Color is for winners. Yeah, maybe maybe if we get a W, it'll get back here. A W. And meanwhile, a W. So have we reached that stage where a win, like we start guaranteeing a variety of different things <laughs> for the win? Like, is it like sort of one of those radio station contests where, like, the next caller, the next caller, yeah. the next caller? Yeah. I mean, we oh. talked about the five stages of grief. I think we we went a few a couple of steps back. Now I'm back to uh, bargaining here. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was possible, but <laughs> oh, man. you, you get to throw out one of those. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to shave and tell blank. Mm. I don't have much to shave though, so like the, <laughs> the head, I don't want to do that. I feel like that's even worse. Yeah, like the the half fake beard is worse than like just growing it straight out and being a hairy person. I know, I know, it's really, it's really bad. So I I do have experience, sort of like the not shaving thing, but that's like when the Canucks were, used to make the playoffs, and I yeah. remember in like 2011, I had like I don't get like this thick beard, but it's like you know very thin but very thick. Um, I looked different is the best way I could describe it. And I did not fully appreciate the amount of heat that said facial hair traps as you transition into the summer. I, as much as I hated the fact that the Vancouver Canucks did not win that Stanley cup final against the Boston Bruins, I was somewhat happy that I was able to shave that beard off. uh, Oh, were people upset in Vancouver? The thing is you would have shaved either way. I know. I just would have preferred to have shaved under obviously far better circumstances. <laughs> they than literally the took them to the last, very last game to extend your beard. Well, it, yeah. I mean, potentially it should have actually been done. That beard should have been off like three times prior. Mm-hmm. And then finally mm-hmm. it came off and it was a sad shave. Sad, mm-hmm. sad shave. Although I'm not entirely sure what's um, sadder. The fact that the Vancouver Titans aren't, uh, winning matches right now or that the Vancouver Canucks lost game seven of the Stanley Cup final. I'm going to give the edge to the Canucks right now, but yeah, uh, I, don't, is, I don't think we're there yet, but yeah, it's, it is tough. I mean, it's the Titans are, are having a, a rough go as it's of late, a weird state where I didn't like expect much. And I was still disappointed somehow. Yeah. So 
we're going to jump into our regularly scheduled episode here, talking about the Vancouver Titans week that was and the week that will be, um, how long that might be. We're not entirely sure, but we'll get into it. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, some former Vancouver Titans finding new homes before diving into the fray, which, as you know, is talking about the May Melee Tournament, uh, number of players that have moved around the league, and anything else that we can uh, fit into a normal show. So, you know what? Why don't we uh, take a quick second here and dive uh, directly onto the payload? Moving the payload! Join me! Okay, let's kick this one off. If you turned in to our now uh, regular live stream that uh, occurs the uh, day after, or sorry, the day of a Vancouver Titans match, you already know the result here. So spoiler alert for those that don't, the Vancouver Titans played the Houston Outlaws on Saturday and lost 3-0. They played the Philadelphia Fusion on Sunday and lost 3-0. Let's just get that one over and done with. Having watched both of those matches, it was tough. And I, I draw sort of parallels to the previous weekend where we saw like glimmers of, of greatness. Like there was opportunity for, for the team to do something. Uh, and, and it, for one reason or another, just didn't work out against both Houston and, and Philadelphia. Granted, stronger competition, but we saw weird, weird mistakes. I mean, like against Houston uh, on Busan, it's like the Vancouver Titans just didn't have that shot color. The person defining, here's what we're going to go and do. And you had at one point a support line that was structured behind ham and eggs or balls or bombs or whatever the heck you want to call them on the it left. Family's friendly show. <laughs> you had Shredlock, you know, essentially initiating the attack eventually, having already slow played it, but then absolutely no sport or follow-up. He drops. And instead of resetting, the Vancouver Titans sort of still sort of dance around, like, yeah. are we going to go or are we not? And next thing you know, we run out of time. We had alt economy. Like, it was crazy. I, I, and I again, it's easier for me to say in the cheap seats here, but holy tamale. And that, that was indicative of the weekend. Really tough for me in that Busan map is the fact that they were, it felt like everybody was in having ping, uh, really high ping in their decision making too. Like they were so slow to adapt or make any like alterations to their um, compositions. You you saw uh, that, uh, I think it was um, soon on, on the soldier never wanted to switch and still keep like trying to bash their heads against this wall. That and it didn't work. Like I think the only uh, first, only the first fight was really competitive in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, but later it was just like it felt like a comp map that you know that you can't win regardless of what you do, and and that's that was very disappointing. Well, speaking of sort of like Suna sort of stay on soldier, it wasn't just him. Like the Vancouver Titans yeah. seemed to be committed to a game plan that they wanted to execute regardless of what they saw opposing them on the other side. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was Linkser came out on, on Widow early on, mm -hmm. and when it became apparent that the Vancouver Titans were able to to deal with him with the double shield, um, not giving him any joy, he decides, okay, well, I'll go McCree. Small shift, but it, it's the shifts like that that good teams make to deal with what they see in front of them. It's 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 being able to to have the confidence that making the change doesn't actually hurt. And that that shift had a... Titans team with the double shield now struggle with the the dive approach. Um, and we saw that again, even with the the more, I guess, you know, dive lineup we saw in the second map on Busan. The Vancouver Titans actually looked good 
until they suddenly didn't. And again, I think it comes down to the ability to execute on, on whatever the plan was in the moment and having the confidence to be able to make that decision and stick with it. They almost seemed paralyzed by choices. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time. That's I, I feel like I've said that a lot this weekend, but that's that's all it is. And I think the other part is just the the pressure that these guys are putting on themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I like I don't know about you guys, just completely open subject. Do you feel like you play better when the pressure's on or when you're kind of free balling or freestyling and you know doing whatever mm-hmm. wh- whatever hydration was doing on Saturday? <laughs> I, I play better when the opposing team has a lever. <laughs> yeah so like like i think i think different people yeah. react differently i think some people really have that that clutch up gene they want it to be tense and they enjoy the tenseness mm-hmm. whereas other players play better loose and my hunch right now is these guys just need to be a little bit looser yeah even even more so i think it was apparent in the second map in volskaya where we were abused by dante on the echo but in that map specifically there were atrocious mistakes uh, committed this by some of our players that there was a point there where Dalton was just separated from his team entirely. And he was like, okay, I guess I'll die now. Or that one point where it's soon, I don't know, maybe, maybe he had audio issues, but, but Linkser had walls. And unfortunately for him during stream, we were on, on Linkser, uh, Linkser's POV. And he just came out from the, from the cover for no apparent reason. Like he, he tried to one V one him, and he, he just died. And and it was uh, mistakes like these where it was just atrocious, like not even um, just not re- disregarding the fact that they're, you know, not not used to playing together and all the other uh, things. They, they were, uh, how you say, rookie mistakes. So, uh, <laughs> you know, rookie mistakes. And that's something I think we have to. to obviously concede we'll see more yep. of. Uh, to answer your question, Sal, I, I'm of two minds and this is, you know, Chris sitting on the fence here. Uh, when it went through college university, I was the guy that left those term papers to like the night before, because I needed the pressure to manufacture the greatness. Sure. I could have gone and planned and, and prepped, but that amount of time was actually problematic to me. Now put me into a, an actual sports environment. Now I'm more keen to play sort of fast and lose. I don't mind the pressure, but for me, if I'm relaxed and I'm just sort of having fun, I find I play better. And I, I will agree. It doesn't look like the Vancouver Titans are, are having sort of fun. I mean, getting just beat down is not fun, let's be real. But rewind to when we saw them come out against the Justice and even to the Florida Man, they came out with a little swag. Like they 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 almost came out like, hey, guys, let's do this. Let's have fun. Things start going their way. And part of me wonders is if the, the fact that things went their way so early kind of actually threw them a little. And then the house of cards came tumbling down. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it is like the mental state and with which they come up to, to the field, so to speak, when they came in against the justice, they had nothing to lose. They could have been like horrible and nobody would like blink their eye at, at that performance. But the more games they play and the more poor performances they have, the more that pressure kind of starts to build up. So I think it might even be detrimental going forward. If they, cannot find that uh, that elusive win, kind of like mm-hmm. what we saw with uh, Shanghai, which uh, like the, the more time they they didn't play didn't win, it became sort of like a meme and got into the minds of, of both their opponents because nobody wants to be that first team that loses yeah 
uh, to them. So that's kind of like I feel uh, how it will be perceived by other teams that even if it's even if we do pull a chips, uh, you know that they that that the Fusion don't want to lose that match. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. With Washington, it was fairly close, to be honest. I, well, I guess more of the just yeah, and, Washington maybe. Uh, but that like it's when they 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 first started the match, right. like against the Fusion. I actually thought they started well, but I think some of that was the whole Chips and meme. The, the fact that Chips is playing, and it's like we don't want to be the team yeah. that gets memed on. I, I'm not going to knock the motivation if that was the case, but again, I, I think it, it takes away from. You know, let's go out there, have some fun, um, play the game, play the heroes. Like I, I we're going to talk about uh, the May Melee tournament. There is no hero pool, and I actually wonder if not having the burden of four heroes taken out of your your pool uh, will actually help the Titans now just sort of pick the pick the the hero they want and then just play their own meta. They don't have to match mirror or anything of the sort. They can actually play whatever it is they want. Because what are the expectations going into the weekend? Probably for anyone being competitive, yeah, is is sort of the the victory, and anything more than right. is the bonus. Um, I think that's that's the that's the expectation when we're fans or outsiders looking at it, or analysts or people making predictions. But I think when you're you're competitive at that level, you don't want to lose ever, right? Like in your mind, every sure. match is winnable, and, especially and like that. that yeah, and especially when you're on a downswing, like maybe maybe it's all the Netflix and the Last Dance stuff I've been watching lately, but <laughs> but but like it's like it eats at you, right? So every time you lose, the next one gets harder. So like you're, I think we're we're correct in that you know outside looking in, nobody has any expectations for the Titans to even take take a round. Mm-hmm. But I don't think those expectations are the same internally, especially for for these guys who we know have grinded through various like contenders, um, teams, right? Like when you look at the resumes of them collectively, like they've been in like half the league of contenders. It feels like so like they they have to have some sort of confidence in themselves, especially when nobody else is. And I think that's the internal battle that they're struggling with here. And and I think you know this the, we we have to look look to the coaches and, and Justin is like how can we really fix or clear the slate of their mentals? Mm-hmm. And it's like it's hard just looking at at each of our opponents. Just even going against uh, the outlaws, we we don't have the benefit of having firepower like Lingzer or Dante. Well, we Ling- Lingzer Lingzer was just clicking heads as widow. Right. Yeah. It's it's. I know that they went through the uh, through the fires of tier two and have been around, but there's a. There, I, I want to put it nicely. There's a reason why some guys were picked up twi- like for, mm-hmm. for the league and some weren't. It's not as though it's not a runaway situation where oh, uh, Korean contenders has ended and you pick up a complete squad of of the champion of, of the best region. You pick up a team which some would say wasn't like a top tier uh, in in tier two as well, and and it's not even the complete squad. So there mm-hmm. they have multitude of 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 uh mountains to climb uh, as they try to adapt to this uh tier 1 uh, uh journey for them and 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 you know like once the butterflies fade out like we said when they went against Washington suddenly you realize that oh maybe we're not as good as we thought we were maybe 
our dreams and like, oh yeah, we're gonna pop off in the Overwatch League. Maybe that's harder when you get like you get hit by a ton of bricks every time you leave spawn. It, it gets tougher and tougher. Mm-hmm. So okay, I think if if confidence is lacking right now, how do we solve that problem? Oh, but my point was that maybe it's not just confidence. Okay, no, but like, but oh, that's well, what I'm sort of getting. At. Like it, it might be more than that, but I mean. Like how do we how do we solve confidence? Is confidence going to come when we solve the other issues, or do we so, find a way to solve confidence and then address the like? I feel, I feel that like confidence can is a hell of a drug. Right. <laughs> right. We we see people who are overconfident do real silly things in life, but as <laughs> a motivator, like as yeah, exactly as a motivator, it's powerful. Like Sam and I, we were chatting uh, this past weekend uh, during one of our post match reviews, and I had sort of suggested that you know might it be an idea that we get Team RSP together so that the Titans can take us on, stomp the living daylights out of us just to know <laughs> what it feels like to to <laughs> meme on another team and oh. win. Like it's just it's the muscle memory. It's rem- reminding you what that that success feels like. And I'm not going into that type of match with the mindset that we at TMRSP are going to actually, you know, take even a, a percentage point off the Titans. But is that what's necessary? Could it just be that, you know, a, a show match like that is what they need? I mean, we don't know what goes on in scrims. Like, I mean, like it happens, right? Even in that Outlaws or Fusion maps, they do win fights. They do get picks. Dalton popped mm-hmm. off. He got four in a row. So it's just those incremental steps that you got to take. But sometimes we're not just reaching that endpoint. We did win a map off of Washington, and maybe it's just momentum. It's just momentum that we need to to pile up and, and get a win. Maybe that's it. I mean, everything, anything is possible. We even saw Boston win a match this week. So <clears throat> yeah, that that's <laughs> that's the story unto itself. We'll get into in the in the fray. Um, the struggle is the Vancouver Titans have won a map. Yeah, in their first match out of four. Correct. Right. So that's where I'm wondering, yes, anything's possible, but maybe we they need that, you know, that stomping of Team RSP just to, to again, it, it it helps you feel just a little hey, bit I'll better. I'll sacrifice myself if needed, if that'll help. Yeah. It's Only the, if it's we the, get our names on the trophies at the end, right? Yeah, exactly. Runner up. Well, how, <clears> what <throat> happens if we win? We, we get like, we become enemies uh, number one. Okay. First and foremost, I can assure you, we would not win. <laughs> There's, we're not yeah. that good. And even if we were, if I'm our main tank, I've already rebound goodbye to oh, Reinhardt so that when I charge off the map, goodbye. I remember how you weren't even able to uh, be carried by Stitch to their first point on Junkers now. <laughs> hey, I'd like to point out that Sam as well was not able to be carried by oh, yeah. Stitch. <laughs> and neither were the Justice. What are we talking about here? Oh, oh man. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay. One last ahead, thing Sam. I will talk about, though, is like I think I... In, in the general sense, I do agree with what Omni said is maybe like, you know, this this roster composition itself, maybe maybe we aren't up to par. But I, I think I want to nix one kind of talk out there is like, oh, we we signed like a second tier, you know, second win team. Like it was middle of the pack. Like, honestly, actually, there's only two members of of second win that actually right. joined the team. And that's um, that's Dalton and that's Rolf. Dalton, I think, by all arguments' sake, has been our best player. Love him or hate him, um, Rolf has struggled for sure. And and I think the the other one that had, you know, I just googled this, but he spent two months with Second Win as Car Car. Um, that was in 2018. So like, I think there's like a a misconception that like 
you know, the Titans just went and bought the second win roster. Um, you know, some of these other guys were, were in contenders elsewhere. Right. And actually like car car most recently played for uh, Atlanta Academy. Um, so, so, you know, the point still stands, but I think I just want to move the story away from like, Oh, second win wasn't good. Therefore, like we can't be very good. Like, um, I think what we acquired was, was the staff of the second win and by mm-hmm. all accounts, like, like they, they are all kind of independent guys who have loved overwatch and have been, you know, building a team. I think Justin funded second win. For, I might be mistaken on this. So, so don't quote me. And if you're just saying Justin, I'm apologize if it's wrong. Um, but like, you know, these are just passionate overwatch guys who have, have grinded their teams up to tier two. Um, and now they're, they're on the biggest stage. So that's really the, the second win story, but not so much the, the roster itself, right? Like, like I want to, I want to give them more credit that if we had adopted a full roster that had been playing for a while, that that would be different than what we're looking at right now. Well, and playing for a while and not coming into the overwatch league mid season. Yeah. I mean, I'm having like 300 ping for two of their players. Yeah. I know there are a number of uh, factors that are playing against the current edition of the Vancouver Titans. And unfortunately the reality is that, you know, ping will remain an issue, uh, not having any form of, you know, practice or sort of preseason development. Like there, again, this is happening in real time. We're watching it happen in real time and it is going to be rough. Um, the one thing I want to talk about specifically with the Philadelphia Fusion match is Chipsa found his way into the lineup. And then his way off the map. That's true. I mean, that was kind of fun watching him, you know, yeet himself uh, over the edge. <laughs> Although I think I think that was more of a, I'm trying to escape. I think I know my cooldowns. Holy crap, I don't know my cooldowns. <laughs> oh, lucky. <laughs> ran out of space. But the... The thing that kind of struck me is that Ch- Chipsa started. The Titans knew that that was the case. They played the Brig specifically, I think. I mean, I'm not the yeah. the coach here, but I think the Brig to counter the the dive of of Doom. Yet I don't recall seeing them get stunned all that often. Like it, it almost occurred to me that maybe the 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 stun was being used you know, in, in a, in a different part of the fight. Uh, but so long as chips had continued to harass Karkar and, and Rolf, their support just was not present uh, for, for KSA, for Shredlock. And I would, you know, argue that nearly every one of the team fights that the Vancouver Titans ended up losing actually had a direct correlation to Chipsa being able to harass mm. the support line to get that earlier pick or harass them so that the early pick, whether it be main tank or, or, you know, Dalton is DPS, then the fusion are just such a good team. Oh, we, we now have a you know six V five hit the gas. And that's what happened. They just steamrolled them. Yeah. And so. I think like with memes aside, chips is still like a very yeah, capable I, player in the doom. And then it, it's the kind of character that you, you give him heals, which, uh, alarm and who was it it was uh, uh funny astro they definitely are capable of keeping him alive and just you know and, and go and wreak havoc we, we you know what you're good at and that's what we want from you so joke society is still a still a capable player yeah. i think you could take any uh, one trick top 500 player and put them on the philly fusion and they still look like a really good team so yeah. The the topic of it being BM though, this is this is mm. the argument that's been has like, well, the Philadelphia sure. Fusion um had extremely bad manners um <laughs> in, in having chips to start, having them play just the one map. And I I'm 
So there's a couple of things that that came out of that. One, the fact that he played in two, what was going on in chat. So I'm going to address chat first. And this is just, again, you know, old man yells at clouds. I'm a firm believer that you act like you've been there before. You, You don't, you don't talk smack. You let your play dictate that for you. If you want to go and, and show someone up, you go and show them up on sort of the field of play. Like that's, and, and you know, you, you give no quarter, but I don't, I don't, un, you know, look at people, you know, talking, uh, talking trash or what have you in chat as, as being something that won't exist. I acknowledge that it happens. It's just not my type of thing, but I have no problem with chips of playing. Like mm-hmm. if, if, if he's going to get into a match, who is he going to get into a match for the Philadelphia fusion against? It might have been the uprising until this past weekend. Now there's the question mark of, do you want to risk that? So I think the Vancouver Titans are the perfect opponent to get him yeah. in. Why not? He's unbeaten. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's he, he just might my stay take. unbeaten. Yeah, he no might. Problem. He might. And and I think I think even the day before, like Linkster was popping off in chat saying like, "Oh, I've been playing so much Valorant, like I keep pressing the wrong buttons." Um, he wanted so to bring up the, the map. The, he wanted to bring out the map. So it's. Like, I, I actually have a different approach to this. Maybe it's more gaming culture, but, you know, I'm just trying to stay consistent. Like, the Runaway Titans, we talked a lot of smack. Maybe not in oh, yeah. chat, but we talked a lot of smack. And and what I said back then, I I said, like, you know, if if you want to shut us up, beat us. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and so like, so that's that's my message to to our Titans. Like, if you don't want to see chips, then beat them. Right? If, we, if we are talking about the last dance, so the teabagging is kind of like the yeah. Jordan uh, finger wag to Mutombo. Yeah. Like, it's, exactly. I, I like it. I'm not one of those people who would say, oh, they can't do that. Yeah, it's it, I mean, it, it's showmanship and it's embarrassing, yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's that's our current state. And if we don't want it to be our current state, then the chip's on our shoulders for us to change that. Yeah, chips and I, I think that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, what, just to go back to my what I, I had introduced, is that for me, you you how do you stop it? You let your play dictate that. Like it's mm-hmm. it's you 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 solve it by winning. You solve it by playing well. You take advantage of someone's you know overconfidence or lack of respect, and you punish them for that. That's how you answer. I mean, but I'm also like when it comes to gaming. If you play uh, Overwatch with me, you are going to see Light Force at the end of every match say, "Well played, everyone." And if it gets too out of hand in chat, you'll see me engage and try to remind people it's just a video game. You should be having fun. I'm the one who types GG easy every time. When it- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the reason why the podcast works. We've got a good variety of personalities here. Exactly. But the 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 point is is that I I'm I'm a firm believer at the end of the day that positivity is going to sort of win out in that. And yeah, I mean, to what Sam and and and, and Omni had said, it's it's you. You beat your opponent and stop them, and that's so. that's why that's why L is for lessons, right? Like the hope is that with so much embarrassment that you're sending the other way, like really each each of the players individually they have a choice to make. They can either eat this and make them eat their words one day, with, yeah. and I don't expect that to be tomorrow. It could be even you know a couple years away, whatever team they're with. Then God bless, um, or they can be like, okay, this is who I am. Right. And like, I hope it's the former, but who knows? So moving along, um, Vancouver Titans play the Toronto Defiant on Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, For any of us who might still be working through the pandemic, that's going to add uh, some tangible difficulties. Should you wish to uh, watch the match? I know Mm -hmm. my work schedule has a conflict, so it's the 
the problem of do I watch it live or do I watch the VOD or do I try to rearrange my work schedule? Who knows? The struggle, though, is that whomever were to win that match, the Toronto Defiant Vancouver Titans, then plays again later on Friday against a team that gets to choose them. So they don't even actually know who it would be. Um, but is it a foregone conclusion that the Toronto Defiant are going to win? I refuse uh, to say that sentence. I, like realistically, I say, I say yeah. I say yeah. I mean, they're not they're not Philadelphia Fusion. I'd say they're more around the area of of uh, Houston, maybe even worse a little bit mm-hmm. lately, especially. I do not expect to see what I saw against the Fusion, where we were con- consistently losing five v sixes, threes, uh, three versus five, or six versus four. It'll definitely be closer, uh, but I don't, I don't expect a win. I hope for a map win. I hope that they, like you said, be competitive, and uh, I don't think they have a chips on their team, so uh, it'll be. A closer match <laughs> this time. They, they could bring out Mangachu again. Uh, he's the coach, coach now. He's, yeah, right, 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 right. Imagine them bring him in. He's hung <laughs> the uh, the mouse and keyboard up. Um, so I, I joined the the crew from CA Overwatch, their uh, Toronto Defiant podcast. Um, I don't believe the episode's live yet, but I we had chatted about uh, uh, you know what is the win condition for the Vancouver Titans, and so I I essentially defined it as two win conditions. One, Toronto loses. And we've seen Toronto, uh, you know, clutch defeat out of the opportunity of greatness. I mean, yes, we didn't quite get to see that this past weekend against the LA Valiant, but the Toronto Defiant had winnable fights that they somehow found a way to lose. So if Toronto were to go and struggle to that extent, and the Vancouver Titans are then able to obviously take advantage, you know, there's the potential there for the Titans to, to be successful. The other win condition has to do with the Vancouver Titans winning that first map and doing so in a manner that mm-hmm. makes the Titans look much better than the Toronto Defiant. Because if the Defiant get boomed and the Titans suddenly, you know, take a sip of the confidence juice, things could snowball. But those are, in my view, the win conditions that are also reliant on Toronto not playing well. Like there, I, I don't see the Vancouver Titans toe to toe beating the Toronto defiant, not in their but, current state. But Toronto is, if there is a team that like plays down to the level of their opponents is, is that kind of team. They always underperform. So anything is possible. So I mean, it, again, 10 AM Friday Pacific. Work we might time. be watching. <laughs> like, <laughs> Luckily I still work from home. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's sort of the fringe benefit of the the current state of events. But anyhow, uh, we will be back, obviously. Uh, uh, I think Friday night I might uh, fire up the stream for a post-match review and then, uh, you know, maybe sing songs, get to Sam to pull out his guitar. It's Friday and then Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. We'll just have a good time. A um, couple last things before we go into the fray. Uh, Avast uh, released his uh, power rankings, and uh, the Vancouver Titans are ranked in the tier below the rest of the league. Is that harsh, or is that simply the truth? It's, we, it, it is what it is until we prove otherwise. Gotta right? eat it. It was Use it as motivation. Like last week, the Vancouver Titans were still above. Well, I don't actually mm-hmm. know. I think Avast might have put them below. 
but now that Boston got the win, it didn't elevate Boston. Right. It, it did. They we were above Boston until they we were okay. Got their win, but yeah, now we're like we're not even in the same tier anymore. It's <laughs> it's tough. Um, and then uh, as far as uh, former roster, uh, <laughs> we got Slime, who's now with the Soul Dynasty. I would imagine Slime had multiple offers. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel that Slime got to choose who he got to play for to that that respect and he is going to be hopefully playing for the soul dynasty and i say hopefully um i don't believe he got in at all this past weekend no um so there was there's some rumors that the ink hadn't dried on their contract yet so he had mm. to to wait a sec their team is in a rough spot right now yeah you had uh the washington justice signed janu and stitched to 14-day contracts um the 14-day contract is this new thing the overwatch league has introduced and has had for some time but only now publicly decided to disclose they exist uh, the idea behind the 14 gate contract is to provide teams the flexibility to uh, deal with uh, ever-changing rosters due to visa issues, uh, travel issues, blah, blah, blah. So Janu and Stitcher on a 14-day, and uh, the uh, the Justice actually came out and said, oh, we've put them on a 14-day to give them the opportunity to see if they you know, want to sort of continue forward. I would not be so naive to think that the Justice aren't also using it as an opportunity to see what it's like to have two players playing on pink. Mm-hmm. Janu and Stitch looked like Janu and Stitch, but not like Janu and Stitch in a Vancouver Titans jersey. Well, they're basically solo queuing, right? Or whatever, dual queuing? What's the term for that? Yeah, I guess dual. Yeah, plus one. So what you and I do on a competitive. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and lose. So yeah, it's pretty much spot on. Um, Twilight is now a member of the San Francisco Shock. And it was... like it was amazing that when that news got got shared, people are like, "What the actual? Why would San Francisco get Twilight? They already have Violet. They have Moth. First and foremost, great teams are always looking to become even better than they are today. And if you are the San Francisco Shock and you have the wherewithal, having already you know moved some players around, the opportunity to sign Twilight, do you use like, ah, no, we're good? Yeah." Not at all. I, I think, and I think, you know, Violet is the odd man out in that, that sort of relationship outside of, uh, you know, you know, one or two heroes, but Twilight and Moth as a support line is scary AF. Yeah. Plus with the, you know, the hero pools, uh, yeah. Zen Bap gets played a lot. So the, yeah. that it's is also in play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the rumor is, and you know, as is with podcast lore, probably something will come up on Wednesday that uh, Haxel will be signing with the team shortly. Uh, hey, he's no longer a Valorant pro. He uninstalled the game. He's just getting Good a new him. computer. <laughs> and he uninstalled it first? Fake news. Fake news. Yeah, yeah got to clean it up. Got to sell it on Craigslist. Yeah. Um, the the hot rumor from us at Ready, Set, Pwn is he's going to be signing with the New York Excelsior. I say that now, and next thing you know, he'll be signing, too, with the San Francisco Shock. Who knows? Yeah, that's even weirder if he signs and then, like, they have Libero and who are you, but... Who are you? I always thought of, like, a mini Haxel. Yeah. It's very oh, strange. Poor man's... A dirt poor man's, like, uh, Haxel. Yeah. Uh, and then the only other thing, and it's not so much a signing, it's that uh, so-and-so had uh, shared on stream that he actually had an offer and he turned it down. Was it the Titans? <laughs> he also turned down my Valorant team. Okay. He read Did my he... message and shook his head. Did he even even respond? Yeah, he was practicing his English. 
Oh, cool. <laughs> well, actually, on that note, I mean, when we when we interviewed the players last season, and so and so was on the list of those that could clearly understand a lot of what we were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, yeah, he totally understood what you were asking. Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, so that is your payload. We're going to take ourselves a short break here before we dive uh, onto the fray. So here we are in the fray where we talk about the week that was, the week that will be, and everything else that we can think about with the Overwatch League as well as the game Overwatch that we all love, or sometimes hate to love. But uh, let's recap the week that was first. So kicking off the weekend, we had the Soul Dynasty taking on the Chengdu Hunters, and there's nothing you can do with the Chengdu Hunters but play them and lose 3-0, apparently. I would have not suggested that that would have happened, but that is exactly what occurred. Uh, Shanghai Dragons followed up by beating the London Spitfire 3-0, and uh, the New York Excelsior beat the Hangzhou Spark 3-1. Fast forward to the Vancouver Titans uh, taking on the Houston Outlaws, and as we already know, we lost 3-0. The Florida Mayhem beat the Washington Justice 3-1. The Boston Uprising beat the LA Gladiators 3-2 in, like, a crazy match. Like, it was all sorts of weird, uh, but hey, the Uprising won, so good for them. And then the San Francisco Shock took the Atlanta Rain out behind the woodshed and beat them 3-0. <laughs> On Sunday, the uh, Guangzhou Charge and Chengdu Hunters, again, Chengdu, real phenomenal side here. Uh, they actually tried to take Guangzhou Charge to the limit, lost 3-2, however. Uh, the Hangzhou Spark beat the London Spitfire 3-0. Uh, the Paris Eternal then beat the Dallas Fuel 3-0. The Philadelphia Fusion, as we already know, beat the Vancouver Titans 3-0. And the Toronto Defiant found a way to lose to the Los Angeles Valiant 3-2. Now, I, I should qualify that. The Valiant were up 2-0, and suddenly the Defiant decided, oh, we're going to go and make this go to 5. We think Sam's watching. <laughs> I, that's the only thing I can think of here. They were strong, but the Light Force Curse is even stronger. Well, okay, I'd like to point out, just for clarity's sake, that I did not choose that match to to watch. Over the course of the weekend, I had suggested that everyone should tune in to watch the Dragons take on the Spitfire on Saturday. I was a little bit wrong there. And then Omni, you and I both said everyone should watch the Eternal take on the Fuel, and that wasn't even close. That was not even close. That was fast. That's the only reason why they didn't lose like 3-0 Toronto, because you didn't pick them, but they lost 3-2. They they were able to almost get back to it the you know i was actually talking to um someone someone online who was like oh my god like the defiant valiant are already playing if you actually look at the start time of that match because the eternal feel was so quick followed by the very quick fusion titans <laughs> the valiant defiant actually started almost like what would theoretically be moments after the titans fusion match was supposed to start so we're about efficiency here. So. Yeah, but then they made sure to run the entire length of the stream <laughs> because they went a full five. Classic Toronto. So, I mean, looking at the weekend, did you think Boston had it in them to win? Like, how much was that the, the Gladiators doing crazy than the Boston Uprising doing phenomenal? 
Gladiators is the second team that's just like will do anything it can to lose a match. I don't know why. Starting the season, I, I really love their roster. I mean, they have great talent on there, and and somehow they always like poop the bed. And I I didn't watch the game. I I really want to get to it and maybe watch a highlight, but it's weird, man. I I don't really know what's going on there. Maybe that'll be our like uh, a good win for us in play there. As <laughs> well, I mean, B- Big Goose wasn't in uh, for much mm. of it, uh, right, which was an odd decision. Uh, the uprising actually were getting things done, which you know we're not accustomed to seeing. Uh, infusions looked like a top tier tank. I mean, maybe he is, it's just doesn't have the team around him, but it just Boston looked good. Yeah, it so, was good during goats. Yeah. Uh, that was the last time we talked about fusions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, the only other thing that happened in the week that was, is if you happen to be watching YouTube on Sunday, boy, was that a rough experience? Uh, like, is it getting worse? Oh, it was, the Toronto uh, Valiant match, like it was like a rubber banding was nuts. Like they would rewind. Like it was like you went back in time. Mm-hmm. Like the final fight, if you were watching it live, you have, I think it was Urex. They're talking about, oh yeah, Toronto's got the alt economy. They've got, and they're going to come into this fight. And it just shows like the Valiant have won. Mm. Like we, we lost a good like 30 seconds to a minute of that final fight. It, and and there was no like it wasn't like we were all behind it was just bouncing around like it was latency was an issue uh there was rewinds there was fast forwards it was just it was bad and i i get that you know if you think about latency just in general right now there are a ton of people online a ton of people mm-hmm. you know consuming bandwidth that otherwise might not be consumed but oh my goodness when you have you know, stuff like this going on. It's not a good look. And I'm not going to, you know, this could equally have occurred if it was on Twitch. This is not a, this one's better, that one's better. It's just a bad experience. It's actually, it's almost jarring. And I mean, think about it. Like the week before, they were having production issues when it came to casting until Jake had to go, you know, ham. Mm -hmm. So. I'm kind of curious. If we go back and watch the VOD, is that still, is the rubber banding still there? So um, in talking to the guys from CA Overwatch, uh, you can actually watch the VOD and you can see the fight play out. So the VOD itself recorded the content, but like watching it live did not. And I tried to, like I actually in real time tried to rewind, like, oh, can I see this fight? And watching it sort of live, Mm -hmm. it jumped. So I'm going to presume the VOD that's present is different than the actual live stream. Yeah, that makes sense. They were probably downloading the Modern Warfare patch. (laughs) <laughs> like all 30 gigs of it yeah 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 I mean, talk about a way to approach uh, making sure everyone just plays your game you just have uh, such big uh, patches that it requires uh-huh. you to install everything else i don't know what's going on like with, with the youtube stream quality and then production woes uh, woes i get because you have all this uh, uh pandemic issue but but the quality still gets to me like regardless of whether it's working or not the quality is just isn't there mm-hmm. and it's it's it becomes even more apparent when they have those really, really nice, by the way, uh, highlight reels that they show from the week before uh, that there's a guy there that's really talented who's making these. And they show that clip and the quality is so good. I'm, oh my God, Overwatch actually looks pretty. And then they go to the live one and live feed and it looks like garbage. So there was someone in uh, in chat uh, spamming like, why not pre-record and then just play the VOD? 
Yeah. I think they're probably running the game on a PS3 console or something like that. Is it available on PS3 or maybe a Switch? Well, the, or Switch. the pre-record the Switch, isn't, right? even a terrible, <laughs> isn't even a terrible idea because, like, I, I think they need to stop this, like, oh, we're going to play at three or whenever the other game's done thing. Like, one, the quick workaround is you just have multiple channels that if a game goes in overtime, you switch to, to Overwatch League 2 and boom, there you're done. It's not a huge deal. Like, yeah, there will be some, you know, logistical juggling. But the other thing is, like, I happened to turn on the Titans match early. If I had gone at two, like oh, I was supposed to, it's pretty much it's, over. It's done, right? <laughs> like, and and it was like halftime or something. And yeah. I would have turned it off again, thinking it's halftime for the last game. So it's told me once. <laughs> it's and and like with we're gonna talk about the upcoming schedule, right? But it's just it's ridiculous, like. What do you expect an average non-diehard Overwatch fan to do? Are we just sitting on on top of YouTube all day waiting for these matches to occur? Well, we've we've talked about this. Like back when the Vancouver Titans were playing essentially in the middle of the night for us, I mean that that first match started an hour before it was scheduled to. Omni here woke up, turned it on, saw that it was over, and was like, what the actual what? And, and this is a like we're we're diehard fans, and we're. I didn't even know it. I had a band aid, and it was pulled so quickly. I didn't <laughs> even know it was there. But the difficulty is that you know Activision Blizzard looks at the Overwatch League as appointment viewing, but they look at the league as the appointment, not the particular teams, and that's that's in conflict with how the team concept is. The team is about oh, I am a fan of the Vancouver Titans. It's that regional you know embrace, you. right? Well, but, but you know what I mean. Like that's. That yeah. flies in in complete opposition to you know Activision Blizzard says Overwatch League everyone wants in to watch. In no get world all the is the Overwatch League appointment viewing because it's like what six hours a day, it right? It's crazy. Yeah, it's like who's got even in a pandemic we don't have this much time on our hands. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know how that changes. Like, and 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 ultimately, you know, I think we at RSP we're a firm believer. They got to you know they got to stick to the schedule as it's scheduled. It's one or, thing to start a little bit early or a little bit later, yeah. but to start like an hour early, that is completely out of mind. Now, or as far as multiple uh, channels, we're accustomed to that with traditional sports. Like how many times have we watched a, you know, the Vancouver Canucks, you know, game starts at seven o'clock, but we watched mm-hmm. the Toronto Maple Leafs or the right. Montreal Canadiens eat into that. Tying into traditional sports, if you have like the NBA app on your phone and it lets you know, oh, the game's about to start like five minutes before that. Maybe they should adopt something like that. Hey, w- w- uh, be careful if you're like, and you select your team at the when you download the app, right? So you're, you're I don't know, Vancouver Titans are starting early. Mm-hmm. Give you like a, you know. Does the that app still notice. work? I haven't I, checked it in It does. I have, year. I have it. I get like a notification yeah. once every like two months. It does so. work. Yeah. It, you should download it because that's probably how you'll be getting tokens and so. yeah eyeball emoji um so let's talk about the week that will be so the only north american match <laughs> that we know for certain vancouver titans take on the toronto defiant 10 a.m on friday and i'm going to presume then there'll be a match at 12 2 4 6 <laughs> like so, true north america you know they're going to go every you know two hours give or take however long it takes try 12 35 yeah um <laughs> That's the Friday qualification matches to then play into the weekend on Saturday of the quarterfinals. And then on uh, Sunday, there's both the semi and, uh, 
and final for, for North America. For those watching uh, the teams in Asia, uh, there's just the Saturday, Sunday. Um, it's a lot easier because there's fewer teams that, to, that play into things. So uh, much smaller schedule. Now it's not double knockout. It's win and you advance. If you lose, your weekend is done. And oh, when wow. do you play next? Haven't a clue. We don't know what next weekend looks like. There is no schedule whatsoever. We don't know, like, is the May Melee tournament over and now we just wait until June? Time to re-download Valorant. <laughs> it's, it is weird. Like, I, and I, I understand that they wanted to do something different. I applaud, you know, the Overwatch League for, for being creative in this regard. But, I mean, if they were going to go with this win and you're in, why not just do double knockouts? Why not make it a, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday event? Like, stretch it out a little bit more. Make it a, a fully functional, you know, double knockout style tourney. I mean, the other problem, though, is if you look at the actual standings, the Vancouver Titans played one more match than I think anyone else did. Um, so it was an unbalanced play-in. <laughs> so, again, weird. Yeah. Anywho. Um, Without really getting into too many details, because it's hard to know who's going to play who, because that's the other weird thing, is that, uh, let's say, like in North America, Toronto and, and Vancouver play. Whoever wins then gets to be gets to play the team that chooses them. So the five seed chooses first, then the six seed chooses, then the seven seed, then the eight seed. So, I mean, well, eight just gets what's left over. But that means, like, you don't actually know who you'd even be able to play for like if you go in it normally it's like the top tier seed so you're like oh we know the, who the fifth seed is you don't because the fifth seed might like oh we don't like you we're going to take someone else instead um like the ca overwatch guys and i were chatting they're like if toronto wins um you know who i think it was what uh, paris was five i can't remember who was five but like why would they take toronto might they take boston uprisings you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's just a weird weird setup yeah oh craziness but uh, thinking of the weekend, North America, who do you think uh, wins it? I don't even I know think... who's playing. Well, I think, so I look at NA, I think it's, there's, there's in my mind, it's a two-team horse race. Shock Fusion? Yeah. I give it to the Fusion. And so I do as well. I think the Fusion are the safe pick, but now that the Shock have signed Twilight, that is a variable that gives me pause to wonder about the shock. That said, we don't know what Twilight on ping looks like because I can't imagine he's in the U.S. Um, he wasn't traded, so his visa would essentially be, I think, null and void and would have to, he'd have to reapply, so. Well, he can play Moira. You don't have to aim when you're playing Moira. So. <laughs> give, give, give me the shock. I'll take the shock. You guys can All take right. the fusion. Uh and then looking at uh, the Asian region, is there anyone that can upset the Shanghai Dragons? The Seoul Dynasty. Oh, I take my, um, I'll take my surgical NYXL. I forgot they were. <laughs> I forgot they were Asian, to be honest, for a second. Well, I mean, NYXL. New York totally is. I just. So uh, the Seoul Dynasty, I think, looked good. I'm not sure on the NYXL and their transition, but regardless, the um, the dragons they look god tier. Like I think they'd come into NA and they'd slap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Both teams are now what eleven and one, twelve and one, respectively. Yeah. 
Yeah. I put Soul as more of a an underdog choice, but they I think by far Soul is the most unpredictable team of the group. <laughs> uh we also spend zero time talking about Guangzhou, who's actually leading the the tournament something. Unpredictable is a very nice way to say underperforming. Yes. But they, <laughs> I mean they did beat the dragons, so true. It true. it was unpredictable in a good way one time and bad all the other times. <laughs> so I, I think it's just a fun choice, if yeah. anything else. But I think the dragons are the obvious choice with with NYXL and maybe Guangzhou another step behind NY, like in terms of like oh, one, two, three. Hunters. You can never know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, Homing's just gonna go ham. Yeah, the Titans are, ham is the aren't in Asia server anymore for, for them to slash. <laughs> so anyhow, um, we will talk about what happens next week and hopefully we'll have a schedule to talk about because again, it's so, so surreal that we still have a world of week to week to week. Um, there have been some uh, moves other than the ones we've already talked about that involved Vancouver Titans themselves, uh, or at least the former roster. So the uh, Spark saw the retirement of Bazi as well as, uh, yeah, their head coach who left. Um and in turn, uh, acquired Architect. Now, the rumor was Architect was was going to the Spark. So when the San Francisco Shock announced, we wish Architect well, he has been transferred to a- another team. It's kind of weird that the team that he's being transferred from announces it, but doesn't have the ability to say to who. Like, I'm accustomed mm-hmm. to the world where the team that t- gets the player, receives the player, makes the announcement, and then a subsequent team says, you know, we wish you well, thank you. So it's kind of a weird timing. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think it's been, like, like sh- the, the spark hinted at it with a comic, so they've known about this for, well, for a no. while. But you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're yeah. just, there's a, a way of things, and the San Francisco shock kicking off the official announcement was kind of weird especially not so much like oh we wish him well it's like oh we've transferred him somewhere else we're not gonna tell you who it's a league protocol thing but yeah yeah like i think i think it makes the spark significantly better and we should talk about the spark a bit more maybe Hmm. i guess (laughs) should be a spark coming in hey Mm. um we haven't had any twit longers as of late so no that's a week. That's are a. You sh- are you sure Bazzi didn't write one, and we just? <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Billy Billy bli- longer. How's that called? <laughs> Billy Billy longer. Billy yeah. Billy. Longer. Billy Billy's a video stream. <laughs> well, well, then you I can do it as that. long as you want, right? <laughs> I was trying to tell a joke, and you just have to stop. <laughs> I'm sorry, I let facts ruin the joke. You're gonna, gonna trap me in chat too, right? <laughs> I know it. The uh, the other news, which actually pertains to the game itself, is the anniversary event is now live. It pushed out uh, Tuesday, the patch, and uh, it uh, has introduced a number of, of skins, some uh, new emotes, uh, uh, sprays, what have you. Uh, the Hammond skin, I, I quite like it, the submarine concept. Mm-hmm. I get the detail. I think it's top-notch. Um, and so if you log in, everyone gets their like, one free gold loot box and then mm-hmm. uh you subsequently obviously earn more they have also have like the same concept we've been accustomed to where there's an event that to get your nine wins it gets you an exclusive skin um so log in play get your wins and it doesn't have to be arcade it can be pretty much i think it's any win mm-hmm. counts mm-hmm. as as a as a win to the the event itself for the epic skins yeah um 
there are also some updates that got pushed out. So the communications wheel, as we already talked about, has been pushed out. So this is now going to allow you to have customizable responses for your characters, um, which many, many people are currently spamming and spawn nonstop. Uh, the only one that I've gone and added was goodbye to Reinhardt. <laughs> and you know what? I'm actually thinking, like, I, I always try to make an effort. If I get booped or I get hooked off or I get, you know, bounced off, I always make sure to say hello, because in my mind, that's just my acknowledgement that you've done good and I'm acknowledging my fate. I can now actually change that so that it's goodbye. Anyhow. Works out um, well for you. But it, you have also like, it's not just four. You can have up to, I think, is it eight? There's a bunch of new ones, yeah. Yeah, like the actual communication wheel, it can can be modified so that you can have uh, quite a few. Um, the patch itself um, also included some updates that uh, we saw uh, in experimental. So Anna, her uh, healing has been reduced slightly. Um, so a slight nerf. Uh, Ash's secondary fire, um, it reaches maximum halfway through her aim down sights instead of the conclusion. So it's a slight buff. Uh, Bastion's configuration, his spreads decreased by 10%, uh, or sorry, configuration century. Uh, so when he's, uh, the spread being down 10% is kind of a buff, but then the shots until max spread has been lowered uh, from 60 to 40. So while the actual spread decreased, the actual reduction has gone up. Uh, and then self-repair, it uh, drains it quicker, but heals you much better. So I think that's to ensure that he doesn't just run around right-clicking all the time. Like he, down, yeah. yeah, he can, but he'll have burnt down and you'll be able to end them. Uh, Diva, uh, they're uh, essentially a change in the functionality um, when it comes to DMAX, so you don't go and head to the moon and uh, find yourself stuck on uh, the lunar base. Uh, Doomfist. Um, so he can now hold down uh, to use Seismic Slam as soon as it's available. Uh, so if you hold it down, it just starts to charge. You don't have to sort of time your click. Um, if you land very close or on top of enemies, they're going to get pushed in the front or away slightly, sometimes actually end up behind or beside. And uh, the aerial seismic storm no longer has a slight acceleration time. So When are they going to nerf his voice lines? And they say, and they say, and yeah. they say. <laughs> oh, how about the Zen uh, buff for the Discord? Well, I, I'll get there. I'm going through all, all the characters oh, okay. here. I mean, Echo. Um, so Echo is hit, her hitbox for her head's no longer tank level. <laughs> big old um, noggin well the funny thing was is i could not understand like how that shot get me i didn't realize like the hitbox of the head was essential like i was running around with a like a, a, a miniature hog on my on my head uh junk rat uh his projectiles now uh re retain velocity on ricochet so they move a little bit faster this this is nasty like the the projectile speed increase i'm just dishing like damage every which way and you can tell that people who got accustomed to the physics are now having to <laughs> bronze players are in shambles. <laughs> um, and then uh, total mayhem, the detonation time was reduced from one second to 0. 0.7. Uh, so there's really no escape. If, if, if you kill Junkrat and you are on him, they <laughs> he's basically up. a hit scan now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, May's cryo freeze uh, now behaves like her wall. So it'll block line of sight and collision. So everyone hide behind the May. Um, Mercy, primary fire. Her healing has been buffed, slightly buffed. 
Uh, Moira's orb, the actual radius of the red ball of death has been shrunk from five to four, but it moves faster. So previously you thought it could get away from it. Oh no, man, it's going to find you and get you. But the duration isn't as long. So while it can chase you down real quick, as long as you don't die real quick, you'll be fine. Also, um, it's purple. Just saying. Yeah, well, if you were playing with a Moira, I just presume every red ball of purple ball of death is out there. Let me phrase that. <laughs> Reinhardt, he no longer has a small uh, roadhog on his head either. Mm-hmm. I never realized that was a problem. And then Zen, the buff that you wanted me to talk about, his uh, amp uh, has been increased by 25 to 30%. Yeah. Um, I learned this the hard way uh, earlier today. So that is great. I'm happy for every buff he gets. And then there's lots of other changes and fixes and all sorts of stuff too, but those are all the the big ones. In, I'm in happy my to mind. announce that I downloaded the patch while you were listing that off. So nice. it's not as big as the Warzone one. How about that uh, re-review from IGN? You guys seen that? Oh yeah, no. So okay, yeah, they gave the they gave Overwatch ten out of ten, and that kicked a off perfect the game, a masterpiece. Well, okay, from the competitive side, lots of problems, but functionally oh, yeah. as a game, I I was looking at uh, an article by Motley Fool, which you know is a business uh, online business uh, mm-hmm. uh, publication, and they actually listed the essentially the value uh, per like million or whatever, and Overwatch is, I think, number three on the list. Like, it's a very profitable game. And that's despite having, you know, significant microtransactions that we see in uh, games like, you know, Fortnite Battle Royale, Valorant, in some respect, like Call of Duty. Like, if you play Call of Duty and you go mm-hmm. into, like, Warzone and you want, you know, the latest weapon, whatever, you're, you're spending cold, hard cash to get that. In Overwatch, it's truly, like, if you don't mind, you'll eventually get everything. And it still makes a ton of cash. No, oh, I, I I love Overwatch. It's by far my most played game I think ever. Yeah. Uh, the timing is odd though from IGN. It was a, a weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I there's a big uproar, is what I mean. Yeah, I know, but that's uh, it, it's be, because people I think are confusing competitive the competitive scene with the title itself. And yeah, you know, for those of you who are are truly about Overwatch as, as a competitive game. You have to recognize that 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 you and us were the significant minority. Like the the vast number of people are the ones playing on their Switch. Mm, okay, switch I'm, on sale. No, but you know, you <laughs> know what I mean, though. Like too I'm, far. I was with you till uh, you said the Switch. No, but I use Switch as sort of the uh, you know the extraordinary example. There is, I mean, I don't know. Is there a competitive scene on Switch? But it's the casual player. It's the accessible game to the casual player. Well. It works. It looks good. It feels good. Yeah, we have problems with things, but at the end of the day, the vast majority of people, they enjoy playing. I am play it because I enjoy it. I don't play it because yeah. I aspire to be GM Some, one day. Something about this game, you can't, like, I remember Dr. Disrespect started playing it recently. It's like, I, I'm suffering, but I can't stop playing. <laughs> Maybe I need oh. to go on Switch. That's where I can uh, revive yeah. my Overwatch career and get above gold finally. I, I think I, I think I recall seeing Doc play with Tim. So Tim the Tapman, yeah, for those that don't know. Tried, like, it was awful watching him play. His aim is on point. He's playing McCree, but man, does he not understand like the basics of the no, game. No, <laughs> it's hilarious. 
Oh gosh, yeah, no, I did see it though. Ten out of ten. I but, like uh, the comments majorly, like, oh, dead game. Like, yeah, the game has been dying since 2016, apparently. Uh, longest death ever, ever recorded, and like everybody's saying, oh, goats and stuff. Like, even though the, like, competitive uh, scene. Uh, less than a percent were actually affected by yeah. you know uh, these issues so. the, you know the the whole dead game dying game valorant's going to kill it the game makes money i actually you know for me i think this this article coming out further reinforces that overwatch 2 is is soon it's a different game you just don't like, want to talk about basketball no i don't at all but i just there's there's all these signs of the 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 pinnacle events taking place for a game that's in its swan song. Not how much because did, it's dead, because it's going to evolve. How much did IGN give uh, basketball? Like, What's the score? They mm. need to do a re-review soon. Mm. Too, yeah. too much water. Yeah, too, too much time. water. Too much water. But I mean, like, on, on your guys' point, like, I, think, I think Blizzard makes the best games in the world, right? Like, 25 years later we're still basically playing starcraft like it's it's the core is the same game world of warcraft i mean yeah and like warcraft was a was a great game world of warcraft was a great game diablo had also its moments i was never a big fan of diablo but i know a lot of people who were right like 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 yourselves right right so like there there's no and even even call of duty if you want to extend it activision like they've made some great games like I think every criticism I've ever had has always been on the the competitive side, but gaming, like they they have it figured out. Some something somebody doing somewhere is doing something right. Yeah. But what what like a competitive game is perfect? I mean, once you put the people factor in it, well, basically bringing in a you know a ton of. Uh, I think the perfection is. Sub, like subjective like you we have that argument mm-hmm. i would guarantee someone in chat will be like dota they'll say it's it's perfection and then they'll have people argue uh, no it's it's league others will say cs uh someone will say rocket league like I, I feel what starts to create that that fog is that the game that you enjoy playing you either love the competitive scene or you hate it and if you hate it that does not make it a dead game and if you love it that does not make it perfect i thought hots was the up and coming thing oh it totally is a friend of the show katrina and i were going pro Uh, even though the pro scene uh, that uh, was formerly supported by activision blizzard is no more can you uh can you get june to help you yeah maybe i can he can coach uh... us the new game on the block, Apex Legends, is going to be big. Mm-hmm. Opening a Vancouver office coming to you soon. Apex, I just—it was too. To, it was Call of Duty quick for me. The funny thing is, Warzone. I love playing Warzone, and Call of Duty is not my type of game, but I love playing Warzone. Apex, no. eh, not for me. I'm too busy playing through Witcher Three right now. I can't. I don't have time for all that. <laughs> it's a great game. I'm still oh. in queue for a quick play match. <laughs> You're still in queue throughout the entire uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. So anywho, here we are at the end of an episode. Uh, the hope is that the Vancouver Titans do well against the Toronto Defiant on Friday. So look forward to talking to you about it, uh, both with a post-match review Friday night, um, but then as well uh, with next week's episode. Uh, as far as following along, um, for those of you who actually support us on Patreon, 
There is a post and video that is available for you on patreon.com slash rdsetphone. Uh, all of our supporters on Patreon will just need to log in to watch said video. But Sam worked his vocal talents to bring you a little something, something. Yeah, I wanted to watch that, but I'm not a Patreon, so I couldn't. Oh, you're going to have to support your own podcast. No, you, you know, know what? I don't think I'm either. either. I've used my Prime subscription on this podcast. I did not use my Prime subscription on us. <laughs> Um, you go. I just want to point out subbing to us on Twitch, phenomenal. Prime sub or regular sub matters very little, but that doesn't get you access to the video uh, that's available through patreon.com. But subbing to us on Twitch gets you access to our uh, one emote that we have so far, which is Wednesday, because Wednesday is a day that's very special to us here at RSP. Um, as far as uh, live streams go, I think we're going to continue to do it. Uh, I hope you guys don't mind, but, uh, and I mean, you guys as in the two of you on me and, and Sam, I think our, our, our viewers enjoy tuning in a little bit early because there are some people that just can't wait until, you know, Wednesday at high noon Pacific for the episode to go live. So we'll continue to bring you uh, our, uh, you know, wild thoughts and ratings. So what was that, Sam? My webcam works, I guess. Yeah, that's true. And my computer doesn't crash like it did this weekend midstream. So any uh, final words of wisdom you wish to share with all of our listeners there, uh, Ani? I think Olwen started going bad when we lost the force of Hureg. It's true. I You can't dispute that, right? You can't. No. How about you, Sam? Well, for me, if you treat losing as winning an opportunity to learn a new lesson, you'll never lose again another day <laughs> in your life. It's deep. Uh, as for me, uh, thank you everyone who tuned in to watch us live on Twitch. And for those listening to After the Facts, twitch.tv slash ReadySetPone, smash that follow button. And if you so want to support us either through a sub, Prime sub, Twitch sub, or through bits, you can drop them all here. If you want to support us through Patreon, it's patreon.com slash ReadySetPone. It'll get you access to, as I said, uh, Sam uh, using his vocal prowess, but also provides you inside access to some sweet, sweet Discord love. And that uh, Discord is discord.io slash poem. If you happen to leave us a review on any podcast application, you happen to be able to leave a review or by going to podchaser.com slash poem, we will, as is practice, read those reviews verbatim. And I guess that now means also live on stream. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, we also give you the opportunity to get involved with our podcast by going to voicelink.s voicelink.fm slash ready set phone where you can leave a message either a text message or a voice message and we'll do our best to uh integrate that in further episodes so on behalf of sam at another sam chan myself chris at light force and omni at omni strife i'm going to sign this episode off with those magical two words catchphrase Thank you.